You're listening to episode 23 of the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we talk about how we can keep our dang foot out of our mouth a bit more with mindful communication. Welcome to the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we explore how to use the science of psychology, Eastern spiritual practices like mindfulness and compassion, and the game-changing work of self-coaching so you can free your mind and free your life. I'm your host, Anna Verzoni. Hey, hey, humans. How's it going today? I am getting so psyched because I've decided to live in Hawaii for the rest of the winter. You know, to survive Alaskan winters, a lot of it is the socializing, right? This is the time of year we usually do potlucks, we hang out, we go skiing, and then we hunker down in a in our yurt or in a cabin. And because of the circumstances, that's not going to be happening this winter. And with my seasonal affective disorder, yeah, not the greatest thing to have when you live in Alaska. <laughs> it would be pretty miserable for me. So I've decided that since I've always wanted to winter in Hawaii and because I've worked my butt off to create a location-independent lifestyle and because my kiddo isn't in school anyway, we're going to practice social distancing and homeschooling somewhere bright and warm instead of cold and dark. So it's going to be a really different time in Hawaii than the past times we've been there. Like, I don't want to be a tourist that's just going to go there and act like business as usual. So you know, we're going to be just as careful and stay at home there like we do here and practice social distancing and whatnot, but it'll just be more manageable for me doing it somewhere that naturally lifts my mood. And when this episode drops, y'all, I'll be packing for a scouting trip where I'm going to decide where to stay long-term. So I'm super excited about that. Just wanted to share that. So the next episodes sometime in the future may have the sound of waves in the background. Okay. All right. So just had to share that little bit of joy with you. No offense to the lovers of the dark and cold, but this lady would rather be social distancing on a stand-up paddleboard instead of in the dark alone on my cross-country skis. Okay, y'all. All right. So here we are. What are we going to jam about today? Now, as humans, we have this great capacity for communication, right? Um, yes, animals can communicate in other ways with unique sounds, probably telepathic ways that as humans we aren't as in tune to, right? But humans with our cerebral cortex, we are capable of communicating complex plans about the future, stories about the past, and lots of amazing abstract ideas. So it's really a gift that we've evolved. But this level of communication can also get us into a lot of trouble, especially when not mindful. And we can really hurt people or act in ways that aren't in alignment with how we want to show up in the world. Like, I think if I were to reflect back on some of the biggest regrets I've had in my life, it had to do with communication. I think about how the last time I saw my mom alive in person, I was pretty short with her a lot of that visit. I was super stressed out. I was getting my doctorate, solo parenting a lot of the time, and she was starting at-home dialysis. I was sleep-deprived. I had postpartum depression, and I would just snap at her about every little thing. I really had regrets about that. And I've moved through that with my self-compassion practice, but it caused me a lot of suffering when I didn't have mindful communication, let alone the suffering that it caused her, right? 
And I think about how some of my biggest gratitudes were when I did show up the way I wanted in communication with another, like how the last time I spoke to my mom before she died, which was on FaceTime, was with kindness and love. And I replayed that last conversation over and over in my mind, so filled with gratitude that I was kind and that I showed her love and that she felt loved. Now, when we talk about mindfulness, we tend to talk about a sense of awareness, both of ourselves and our surroundings, right? And with a non-judgmental attitude. And mindfulness meditation in particular is geared towards observing our thoughts and where we are in the present moment. But what about these other aspects of ourselves? What about speech? What about listening? So today I want to talk about mindful communication, And while we often talk about mindful ways of speaking, I also want to talk about mindful ways of listening. And it's my hope that by doing so, we're going to cause ourselves and others a whole lot less suffering. Okay? All right. So first, talking can be really impulsive, right? It's such this innate part of us. It feels so natural because we do it all the time. And it's easy to slip into a mindless mode of like chatting, babbling, gossiping even, right? But words are powerful. And being mindful about what we express is as vital as paying attention to how we behave or how we think. So let's start off with another example, your own, right? And if you're driving, don't get into some deep meditative state about this, okay? You can go there later, but I want you to bring to mind a recent conversation where you felt that you didn't speak wisely, or you felt that in some way you were exaggerating or saying something untrue, taking credit for something that wasn't yours, trying to prove how much you knew, or a conversation where you withheld something that really would have been better to share, or maybe you were gossiping and there was some sense of putting down another person, or maybe there was aggressiveness or in some way you spoke, right? And it was really to push away someone or punish or protect yourself. So bring that situation to mind. And I want to invite you to sense what was your active intention in those moments? What were you wanting or fearing? And now get a sense of the outcome. How did it impact others? What was the quality of connection or separation? What was it like? Now, deepen this investigation and sense, so really, what was my deepest intention here? What would I have really wanted? What was the outcome I really wanted? And as you sense that, I want you to sense the possibility. If you were redoing it, what would be possible? What might you have said instead? And from what place in your heart, in your body? And sense what you learned from that. So that's a good first step, right? To be aware that often we do communicate in a way that actually isn't in alignment with our intentions or with how we want to show up in the world. We can see that there are more kind and compassionate and skillful ways of doing things. But how in the hell are we supposed to do that? right? It's a lot easier said than done. So let's talk about some practical tips to help us communicate more mindfully. So I wanted to start off with three questions you can ask to be more thoughtful during conversations. And maybe you've heard these before, but remember the saying, 
if you know and do not do, you do not know. Okay? So have an open mind here. So the first question is, is it true? While we rarely speak with the intention to tell lies, like flat out lies, that doesn't make our words true. We can perpetuate rumors, spread gossip, exaggerate in ways that cater to our egos, our personal biases, and we make these small exaggerations more than we know. Or we can simply talk in ways that aren't authentic to who we are and what we want to communicate. So when speaking, ask yourself, is this true? And if it's not, why am I saying it? What am I really trying to communicate by stretching the truth? What is the need that I have that is leading me to stretch the truth? Then ask, is it necessary? Words that take the form of negative comments, insults, complaints, these can feel like they help because we're airing our grievances, but they don't always improve upon the silence at the time, right? So this isn't about censoring ourselves, by the way. I just want to make that really clear. Oftentimes, we must speak out for social justice and anti-racism, right? Especially when someone doesn't have the power to speak up for themselves. So in my book, this does constitute being necessary, right? Or when you need to speak out to have your needs heard in a context that you usually don't. But there are many times when what we want to say isn't necessary or helpful for the situation at hand, right? Or maybe it's necessary, but not for the given time, place, or audience. So it's always worth considering, is this necessary? Is it necessary right now? Are these exact words right for the message I want to communicate? And check your courage, your ZG right? Be sure you aren't copying out of mindful communication, convincing yourself something can wait when really it would be more skillful to speak up right now, especially when it comes to social justice and speaking your truth when you're used to hiding it. Then is it kind? When you say things, are you showing empathy? Are you taking into consideration the feelings of others? Are you saying something that will lift the mood or lift the spirits of those in the room? Expressing kindness isn't about some kind of mindless optimism or giving gratuitous compliments either, okay? It's about knowing which words are the most compassionate and skillful. Sometimes this means refraining from speaking at all. Other times it means saying what has to be said, but using more gentle phrasing. And sometimes, in order to be truly kind, speaking up for someone who's experiencing injustice, we need to be more firm. So always ask, is this kind? Does what I'm about to say express compassion? And again, the goal of mindful speech is not to police your sentences. It's not to silence speaking out against injustices. But the point is to be conscious of the words that we often take for granted. Being mindful about speech simply means slowing down and choosing our sentences with care, intentionally. It helps us also recognize and undo patterns that create separation. It helps us cultivate empathy in communication. So to do all this in the moment, we need to create a pause, right? Because if we just dive right in, we're going to be like, wait, I didn't even pause to consider all this and just dove in and rip that person a new one, right? So it's important to remember that we can create the pause. 
And one way to do this before speaking is we can use this trick. I like looking at the word weight. If we break down the word weight to its letters, we can ask, why am I talking? W-A-I-T. Why am I talking? Did you ever notice when you go to hear a wise person speak how they pause before giving an answer often? I think many great teachers have learned this, right? This pause is important because we have deeply grooved patterns of communication. So think about after a meditation or yoga retreat, how quickly our autopilot can come back on. We start getting stressed about the traffic and we choose someone out who cuts us off while we're driving, right? Or we call our mother and get into an argument. Just saying from experience, right? Now, some people worry that mindful speech is too much thinking and processing and not just being spontaneous and coming out and casually saying what you want to say, that it's too restricted. But that has more to do with your attitude around mindful speech, how we are relating to it. Really, mindful speech can be a shift from some rigid set of rules that is automatic for us to one of adventure. When we bring attention to what we're saying, we can have unexpected possibilities of how we communicate with the person we are with, how we connect with them. It's not the opposite of spontaneity. It's what makes it possible. So this is a great example of another way to create more freedom in your life and how putting in some effort into mindfulness actually creates more freedom, more spontaneity in life. It frees us from our habitual patterns, our autopilot. It opens up to a more creative way of being in the world. You know, also, mindful speech is really holding a reverence for life, honoring the life of the person that's here before us in the moment that we are communicating with them. So Daniela Laporte says, words are arrows. Take aim. Words are so powerful and can have such an impact on someone. We need to be really skillful with our words, yeah? Words are arrows. Take aim. Now, what about listening mindfully? How do we do that? Mindful listening and mindful speech are really related, and the same possibilities of freedom and reverence for that being that is before you can apply. So mindful listening is deeper than just hearing what the other person is saying. It's deeper than just memorizing the words that are coming out of their mouth and being able to reflect back. You know, it can be super annoying to me sometimes when someone says, so what you're saying is, and then they just reflect to me back the words when I know that they're not getting the deeper meaning of what I'm saying. And then they just repeat the same words coming out of my mouth, right? But usually it isn't about the words, is it? Usually there's a deeper meaning beneath that, and that is what we yearn to be heard. The truth beneath the words. But yes, knowing the actual words is often where we first have to start because so many of us don't even listen in the first place. So on one level, yes, we just need to hear the words. Make sure we're paying attention. That's the first level, right? To pay attention. To not be worried about what you're going to say but to stay present with what that person's saying, to deeply listen and give them full attention. Oh my gosh, like I remember the first time I tried cocaine. One of the things that really stuck out about the experience to me was that I did not give a shit about what other people were saying. Like I was just waiting for the millisecond of a pause so I could butt in and say all the brilliant things that I thought I had going on in my mind. It was like the opposite of mindful listening. So, so not that, okay? 
But after just straight up listening and hearing those words, the next level is to get curious about this human in front of you. Genuine curiosity and wonder, right? Like, why are they talking? What are they really wanting to say to me? What do they really want me to hear? And we ask that from an open heart, a compassionate heart. I like to think of it as mindful listening is bearing witness to another human's experience. What if we thought of it that way when we're listening to what someone else is saying? What if we enter into it like a prayer, a practice? Ah, this human is in front of me in this moment and in all of life. I am sharing this moment, which is the only moment I actually have with this human. And they are sharing something with me in this precious moment, in this precious life. I am bearing witness to a human experience. What if we listened in a way that we honored what is really happening here, y'all? We are bearing witness to another human's experience. Pema Chodron says this beautifully. She says, we don't set out to save the world. We set out to wonder how other people are doing and to reflect on how our actions affect other people's hearts. Hmm. And I love the word wonder in this context. It's not one we often think about with listening, right? We think about it with that first view of Yosemite Valley or the double rainbow. But what about wonder when it comes to communicating with another human being? Wonder also reminds me of curiosity and a sense of awe. Wouldn't that be beautiful? To honor another human being in that way by seeing them fully, experiencing them fully, So with mindful communication, there's a sense that we can start moving through the world in a different way, in a more reverent way. And it's very important to also remember that when we're speaking and how we do it, it has an impact. When we are listening, how we are listening, it has an impact. And importantly, it's the quality of our presence that has an impact. It's sacred to bear witness to someone's human experience to gift them full attention in this one moment. Imagine what a gift it is to be seen. Think about it. When was the last time you felt deeply listened to? Think about the last time you felt truly heard, truly understood, deeply seen. How did your being shift from before you felt heard and understood to when you did finally feel heard and understood? You know, FBI hostage negotiators, they talk about how everything shifts when someone they're negotiating with feels heard. It opens up a whole new realm of possibilities. Okay, so I want to bring this back to compassion and self-compassion. We have to know that we are not going to nail mindful communication right out of the gate, right? If it was that easy, we'd all be doing it. We're likely going to say stupid shit, but over time we start to have more of an awareness of our own biases and we can be more mindful about what comes out of our mouths. And we will start to be able to listen to someone else with less judgment and with more curiosity, a sense of wonder, more empathy. So self-compassion is needed as we practice this. And we need to also remember to have compassion for others in their mistakes. Because this brain of ours... (laughs) You know, humans, it really gets in the way sometimes. 
but we can also use it to grow our compassion and kindness. And you know, the more I practice, the more I realize that kindness is what really matters in the end. It seems so simple, but it's true. Okay, my friends? So remember, know the impact of our words. Some can evoke so many different emotions, right? They can evoke rage or healing. Words are arrows. Take aim. The impact of words is determined also by the quality of presence that is here, what we bring to it. And listening, listening comes from a place of reverence and wonder about this human sharing this precious moment with you. So let's do our best, right? To go on with today with a bit more mindful communication, with a bit more kindness. Life is too short not to. If you like what you heard, please spread the love and share it. And if you know you need some help with this and want to learn more about how to free your mind and free your life, go to rebelbuddhist.com and grab my free Rebel Buddhist Toolkit, where you'll receive a video training on cultivating resilience, access to the private Rebel Buddhist group where I do weekly live sessions on topics just like this, and a copy of the gorgeous Rebel Buddhist Manifesto, and more for free. That's rebelbuddhist.com.